You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everyone to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, a remote Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? It is hot as all get out, and uh, I'm pretty sure that the devil dragged his nutsack across Philadelphia today. So, in uh, full disclosure, I am uh, I'm not wearing pants, and I uh, I don't apologize. I wouldn't either if I were you. Yeah. It's so fucking hot, dude. Dude, it's, it's fucking brutal. It's crazy hot. I, is there such it a thing? Is, 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 is there such a thing as too much air conditioning? I, at this point, right now in my life, I don't think there is. Mm. I would kill, like, for at least some air at this point, which is why I'm remote today. Because the H, the HVAC system in my house completely took a shit on Wednesday, right? And um, the it's just been it's been a nightmare trying to get this thing repaired. And then on my way to my brother-in-law's house here in Jersey, the AC in my car died. So it's like just <sighs> taking it from both ends, man. So, yeah. <laughs> dude, I just had to get, I just had to get the uh, compressor fixed in my car for the AC. And uh, oh God, yeah, it was weird. Uh, like I, my car was starting making a weird noise. I was like, "Ooh, what is that? What is that?" And yeah, because you know, as soon as you hear a different sound, you go, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" And uh, mm-hmm. my friend was like, I don't know, man. It might be uh, the, the tension, whatever the fucking thing is. I was like, oh, no, don't say that because that, that you know, takes care of your fucking steering and shit like that. So, But got yeah. to the mechanic. It was the AC compressor, which uh, I got mm. to fix. I had to get my fucking exhaust fixed, too. But, uh, yeah, I was just wondering, man. Like, the other day, I was like, I have air conditioning inside, air conditioning in the car. I'm like, man, can too much air conditioning be uh, bad for you? I hope not, because I'm loving this. My car hadn't had 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 not had air conditioning for a little bit, and I'm used to having hoopties that didn't have AC. You know, doing the 480 air conditioning where you got four windows down and you're driving 80s miles per hour just to stay cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got that fixed, I, and it, it was just a question I had in my head: Is there such thing as too much air conditioning? But yeah. You know, it's, it's, I walked into my brother-in-law's place today and it was, it was ice cold in here. It was like, I don't know, it's 65 degrees in this place. It was fucking glorious. It's been been um, records on your nipples. That's exactly, I was, the chicken was done, sir. The chicken was done. Uh, No, it was, it was, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's, 
I'm trying to remember what happened with the car. So when I was, so I've had this Ford now for, I think probably since 2019 and, um, I can't turn it all the way cold. So like there's, you know, the, the control knob, let it go hot, middle and, and, and cold. Yeah. If I turn it all the way cold, it'll, it'll blow hot air. So I found like that magic spot, right? Yeah. It's been set at the magic spot since I found it. Like <laughs> I don't move it unless it's hot, you know, or unless it's cold rather, uh, outside. And, uh, today I felt the whole system. It was like, it was like this weird, like air vacuum, right? It was just like, shoom. and then all of a sudden this hot air started to blow out. I was like, Oh, what the fuck? So I turned the max AC off, just put on the regular settings and nothing was coming out of it. Oh. I was like, Oh Christ, like called Courtney, you know, like I can't believe like <laughs> things are just getting better here. Um, so, you know, I did the, I did the 480 all the way. I, luckily I was close enough to my brother-in-law's place, uh, to, you know, I was probably only 10 minutes from his house. Um, but the drive home on Sunday is not going to be pleasant. Because it's, I'm sure it's going to be hot. Has it? Let me ask you a question before yes. we get into the show here. Um, do you feel like it's been hotter now than it was? Because I don't ever remember being as hot when I was a kid. Like, do you think it's hotter? Uh, dude, me and my friend, I have you know guys I just bullshit with, and you know uh, we were having this uh, discussion like a month ago. We we're like, man, it's nice to have some spring because we. Like, you know, like a month ago, month and a half ago, felt like there was actually a, a, a breakdown between winter and the summer. Like the cool, it felt like there was like, uh, like respectable weather where it wasn't too, it was like pores, not too cool, not too hot. Cause for some reason I went for the last couple of years, I went from being cold to fucking hot. But now that it's hot, hot, I don't know if it's just me getting older. And me noticing it more and, you know, like I always say, I got built in layers. So, but, uh, holy shit. Um, it, it seems like it's last couple of years seems like it's been a little bit hotter during the summer, but I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's matter or a mixture of, you know, temp, I don't know if it's the temperature or is it just my internal clock, you know, since I just hit 50, you know, uh, you know, I turn fifty and it goes oh, and it goes. Okay, everything's more extreme now. The cold will be colder and the warm will be warmer. <laughs> and uh, well, so I was think I I was thinking that too. Where it's like I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become less tolerable to the extremes on on both sides of the weather pattern. Right? I used to be. I mean, I used to walk around in shorts in high school in the wintertime. You know, yeah. I never had any issue with that. Same. Now I'm like, don't let me go outside when it's colder than forty degrees because I'm gonna just bitch a fit the whole time but i just feel like recently and and it's just been so goddamn hot like in, in the philly region it's just so brutally oppressive hot and i i just i am not a fan of it but what i am a fan of yes is the pod squad is here tonight with us a full house in the building tonight don't forget you can watch us live every week early and ad free by going to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning right now and checking and uh, checking in with us. So we have a whole whole crew here tonight. Vanessa is chatting it up with us. She's saying we are setting the AC at the at the house at 76 and 78 and it's struggling to fight off 80 degrees. Yeah, I know I think Vanessa's uh, a little bit northern northern than we are. It's been brutal, man. It's been brutal everywhere. And I'm yeah. not a fan. Yeah, we got a uh, full house here. We got Travis. What up, Trav? We have Vanessa Bello. We got, uh, Machete, Von Kill. We got, uh, Andrew Bailey. Holla. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that's mine. I mean, that's you. 
That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> no fun. Just me. Yeah, we got full house. Yeah, this is nice. That's but uh, speaking of blowing hot, um, I learned a new term for taking a shit today, thanks to the guys from the uh, Dudesy podcast. Shout out to Will Sasso and Chad Colchin. Uh, the term is lid pusher. <laughs> like you, you take a shit that's so big it, it pushes the lid up. <laughs> so I learned that today, and uh, that was a good one. That was my learning moment. Uh, but before I forget, today I did. Uh, I, I, I look. I rarely do other podcasts. Like if you want to go to podstars dot net, p o d s t a r z dot net. Let me on your podcast. I'll do it that way. But uh, yeah, you do podcasts, and you're always you, you get on there like, all right. So uh, you and JBL, I'm like, oh. Oh, well, let oh, me send you. A, let me send you a link to all the other. Let me send you a link to the eight hundred podcasts where I've already talked about this. But uh, uh, shout mm-hmm. out to shout out to Mikey Ruckus. Uh, a lot of people know who Mikey Ruckus is. He is the um, music director for AEW. Uh, he has a really fun podcast called "Be Kind and Rewind with Ruckus." Uh, I was on the day. Uh, he has a segment called "Wacky Table Reads." Where uh, people go on and they do the cold table reads, and uh, he was kind enough to ask me what movies I wanted to do. Um, I won't spoil it, you know. I don't want to give away the uh, content of his show on my show, but go uh, go check out the "Be Kind of Rewind with Ruckus" podcast. We did wacky table reads, and it actually turned out better than I had hoped, you know, because you know, you, you know, you try to do something to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. You know, I'm used to doing podcasts yeah. and this free form conversation, but uh, to have do something that was structured like that, I was a little nervous, but uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll retweet it when it comes out and all that good stuff. But uh, Mikey Ruckus is a good dude. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about him. I saw that. Um, uh, make sure we put it on all the feeds. We'll check it out. I I love stuff like that though when it's just like it's random. Things that like, cause like, I love this kind of podcast where it's just, it's, it's fun, but it's also like, here, let me have Blue Meanie do this. It, I just, I love the idea of, of, of how that sounds. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I, I did send you a video the other day and it just struck me the other, that when you were mentioning this about, uh, the JBL story, I saw Stevie on Chris, in front of the show, Chris Van Bleet had him yes. on for a really great interview. If you haven't watched it, go out of your way and check it out. As most, um, as, 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 as most of his interviews are, but yes. Yes, yes. Uh, Chris Fabi is fantastic. Uh, great conversation too. I've had him on Foundation Radio. Um, and Stevie, they asked him about the chair shot with yeah. JBL. And I was yeah. like, I could, I could just see his, just his soul leaves. <laughs> like, oh yeah. God, here we go again. But it was like, Chris wasn't doing it in a bad way, right? Like, right. It was just like, oh, everybody talks about it. And it's just, it's funny to see that dynamic where it's like, not just you that has it, but also Stevie's like, oh my God, here we go again. So yeah. it was just, it was funny. It's like time stood still, time. you know, with that chair shot. And it was just like, we've talked about it a lot. <laughs> And I get it. I'm not on TV <laughs> regularly like I used to be, and I guess there's only so many topics. But I mean, I, I could literally yeah. talk about anything, you know, especially if it's '80s related or you know whatever. Yeah, uh, like I say, I don't, yeah. I don't know a lot of things, but I, I know a little bit about a lot of things. And I get this bullshit. I can bullshit my way through most conversations, even if I'm not <laughs> well, 
well uh, versed on certain things. But uh, dude, speaking of things, I'm I'm fucking uh, obsessed with now is this whole fucking stuff coming out with the UFOs and the UAPs and stuff like that. And I was going to ask you about that, dude. I uh, been quietly obsessed with it because. Much like professional wrestling, if you say, oh, I, you go, I like professional wrestling, you go, oh, you know, that stuff ain't real, right? You go, I love UFOs. Oh, you know, there's no such thing, right? And it's like, fuck, man. Can I just be around <laughs> people who like the same shit I like? Can I just be at yeah. peace and have a meaningful conversation without having to worry about the first words that are going to come out the other person's mouth if I say I like something? But, uh, yeah, all yeah. this news that's coming out, and uh, I, I try not to talk about it a little bit, like, too, too much, because, like, there's also political implications where, like, right. but, like, I love the I love that, you know, the government's actually taking an active role in looking into this stuff and the documents and how there might be some uh, mis misappropriation of funds funding certain things and secret technology, but, you know... Everything that we were told was fake, like Roswell, you know, might have happened. And, dude, I've been going down all, all these rabbit holes. And um, there's a movie that just came out uh, called Moment of Contact, I want to say, by mm. James, mm. E, James E. Fox. Uh, that came out in October, and I have yet to watch it yet, but I've seen all the trailers, and I'm here for it. Uh, he has another documentary, if you're into UFOs, called I Know What I Saw. And he interviews a lot of uh, crazy interviews, a lot of former military people and stuff like that. Uh, Moment of contact is about like um, this incident in Brazil It was basically Brazil's equivalent of Roswell. <laughs> but it was in 1996. There was a crash. Supposedly there were some survivors of the crash, as in people from other fucking planets uh, that were seen and the government swooped in and well, the military swooped in and. Did, all, did what they do, and uh, but yeah, I'm going to go watch that. Uh, I just got a copy of that. Um, and he also did a great documentary I watched a couple years ago called The Phenomenon. And mm. uh, I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I, I just watched an interview with James E. Fox uh, on the Concrete Podcast, which is a pretty good podcast. And he said if you get it on Vimeo, you get like three hours of bonus stuff, so... That'll be oh, my that'll be, awesome. that'll be my next couple of weeks because I'm like I'm into all the UFO shit. I'm into all the paranormal ghost shit. You know, I just yeah. I, I I've told the story on the show before how I I thought I believe I've seen a UFO back in '83, August '83, in Margate, New Jersey. So uh, oh, yeah, man. Uh, how about you? I mean, what's your uh, take on all of it? I honestly, I've always I long maintained that I think is short-sighted for the human population, the human race to believe that we are the only intelligent beings in this vast space that we occupy, right? Because if you think about it, like, really, I mean, like, we're, if, if it's just the size of my, my can here, right? Like, we're literally smaller than one of these pixels on the bottom of the writing here inside of this like huge, enormous, never ending sphere. And I think that if we are to say that, like, if we really genuinely believe that we're the only, uh, you know, in life here, I think that's, I think it's crazy. I think it's insane to, to suggest that. 
Um, I'm skeptical for a long time. Like I'm, I, I think definitely that I, I, I'm more of a, of a realist. I need to actually physically see something to act to like really believe it. But the more time passes and the more things like, especially with the stuff you've been sending me, because I've been following this a lot too. I started following it again. Like when Tom DeLong from Blink 182 yeah. started talking about it and it started to get like real, like, like, Oh shit, I didn't know this part. And Oh, I didn't know all of this. And now that I'm starting to read it and, and, and see more of it, I'm like, wow, this really could be a thing. And, you know, like I said, not to get political or anything, but like, I'm, it doesn't surprise me that, um, <clears throat> the, the, the government would hide something like this. Um, and that they would, they would attempt to keep these things quiet. Um, I guess the question for you would be, yes. do you think, and I'll, I'll give you my answer after you answer. Um, do you think that the human race in general could handle the knowledge of, of finding out that we were not the only intelligent life in the universe? Like, what do you think would happen? Um, I've always been the, the believer that, like, if you, I, again, I'm, I'm trying to. Tip, I believe that. Uh, well, for, first off, it, it, it appears to be that the Pentagon is like keeping all this hush hush from the Congress and all that stuff. And Congress is like, all right, enough of this because you know every audit. The Pentagon's had like billions of dollars have just mysteriously disappeared. It's like, oops, you know. <laughs> I dropped it in the toilet. I yeah. forgot. I yeah. don't want to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, they passed a check around for dinner. Oh, I forgot my wallet. Shit. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think if we came out and said, "Oh yeah, there's people living elsewhere," how does that affect people's religious beliefs? Mm, but true. but also. I mean, if you're super religious and it comes out that, you know, yeah, there's life on other planets, you can easily say, well, God is everywhere, you know, mm -hmm. and God created those beings too. So who knows? Um, I don't know. Of all the crazy things that have, have been happening, I think, I don't think people would be as affected today as they would be, like I'd say, the 80s and 70s, where there wasn't this overstimulation from social media. And, mm -hmm. you know, a UFO could probably land on the ground and somebody probably no sell because they're too busy looking at an Instagram fucking thing. And just like, <laughs> oh, oh, that I'll, I'll get to it, you know, because you know, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I already noticed it's like social media has kind of killed the art of having a conversation where I'll be talking to somebody and you could tell that they're waiting for you to finish your sentence so they could tell you whatever they want to tell you, you know, and they'll even like jump over whatever I'm trying to say. And I'd say, you know what? Sorry, I bothered, but uh, like, right. I think that the same thing would happen. Like, if a UFO landed in somebody's, well, I wouldn't say we had that Vegas case where the, the guy, the guy said he saw something. So, and he seemed like a young guy. So, who knows? It's trying to predict all this stuff is crazy anyway. The uh, the Vegas uh, video and the nine one one call and the body cam footage of the guy describing that felt real. You know, just. Uh, and there's actual markings on the ground and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. dude, I am here all for it. Um, you know, this has been one of the things I've followed my entire life since I saw that thing mm -hmm. in uh, New Jersey. 
<clears throat> and, uh, you know, you start, you know, you as a kid, you know, growing up in the 80s, you, you would see the show In Search of with Leonard Nimoy. And then he, yeah. you know, they would talk to people who saw, you know, Bigfoot and UFOs and so this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This is like Christmas for me. You know, just waiting for, you know, they're, they're, they said they're going to have a couple, some more hearings at the end. Uh, they're, uh, shout out to Rep. I want to say Burchett from Tennessee. He said he was, mm-hmm. he's been on the news saying that, you know, they're going to have people come. And if they refuse, they're going to do, you know, there's some people who might be getting cold feet. You know, mm. so they might do the, you know, power of subpoena. So they have no choice to come. So. I'm looking forward to seeing what, you know, I'm sure that it won't be live on TV. I'm sure it'll be behind doors, but I'm, I'll be excited right. to see what the findings are that comes out in the, uh, in the aftermath, so to speak. Mm. I'm excited, man. I, I am too. I'm, 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 it's something I've been interested in sort of ancillarily, if that's a word that I can use here on the program. <laughs> um, it's, I think I made it up. I don't know. Uh, but I, I'll allow it. I have been, <laughs> I'll allow it. I, uh, I've been fascinated by it because it's just, it's, it's, I love the idea of space. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. That's just, that's what I wanted to do. And, and I, that's like, I just love the idea of space and, and the, the vastness of it and, and what else could potentially be out there. Um, so I think it's cool that they're finally starting to explore this in like a real meaningful way now, instead of just being like, ah, y'all are crazy. Like just go to Roswell and have a part, you know, like it's just, it's not, it's a, it's mainstream now at this point. And yeah. it's something that is, um, becoming, even more vocal in a lot of certain, like I'm surprised too, again, not to get political, but like this particular conversation seems to be very bipartisan in nature where they're like, why are we spending so much money on this particular, like almost like a hush thing, right? Where is it all going? And what exactly are we doing here? Because there's a lot of secrecy that's evolved in this and no one's really said anything. And I think that especially, and I agree with that too, with, with your analysis, as far as like social media, like not being able to have a real full, to use a a Nick Khan term, robust conversation about anything. People are just waiting to jump all over the next person. Um, I think it is, I think it's great that they're having and targeting these folks and saying like, listen, we really need to discuss this and that it's actually going to be uh, brought into the light. Um, I know, man. I, 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 I go back and forth on it because I think that if you would have asked me in the nineties, you know, in, in, during like independent, like pre independence day, right. <laughs> Which is, you know, the big, like crazy, you know, the aliens are coming to kill us kind of movie. I would have said, I don't think the human race is ready to like, I don't think they can extrapolate that. Like, I don't think they can wrap their minds around something where people or that there is, there is intelligent life outside of our, our, our world. Now, I think it's definitely a possibility. I think that there is, I, I think social media aspects has also kind of broken down those barriers for people, if that makes sense. It's become something where um, people don't necessarily feel afraid to talk about those kinds of things, if it's any sense. I'm trying to find the right way to describe it. Like, right. I feel like there's a better, I think that social media has allowed people to have more open conversation and more dialogue without restrictions. And I think the alien conversation is definitely something that is, uh, it benefits from that. So 
I think now, yeah, especially in our in our generation and our age range, um, and even the younger kids, I think people are more just like I think it would be more of a response like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> like okay, yeah, great, yeah. we figured that, and now it's here. So uh, Machete also said it was the aliens. I think it was, and I think the Pentagon is watching us. Yeah, probably. Um, so I think uh, we just have to be we just have to be a little bit more ginger about what we say. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm super excited. I love all the stuff that you sent me. Um, I watched that media is it, what is it? News nation clip that you sent me. Yeah. Um, the other day. Yeah. Have you oh, watched, have you watched the David Grush interview with, uh, Ross Coltart? No, but I will definitely put that on my list of stuff to watch. I'll, I'll have to say yeah, you can, it was David, done for, uh, I think it was done for news nation. Uh, David Grush, former intelligence agent. And our government uh, has clearances that most people don't have. And he sat down with uh, journalist Ross, 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 sorry, first day with the new mouth, Ross Coulthard, <laughs> C-O-U-L-T-H-A-R-T. He's a uh, journalist from Australia. And he basically laid out hmm. what he, he basically laid out what he's legally allowed to say. And he's like, yeah, uh, we have uh, vehicles. Non uh, Earth, non Earth origin vehicles. We have non Earth origin uh, beings, and uh, it's a very fascinating interview. And if you if you're into the the uh, if you're into ufology like I am, uh, seek it out. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, News Nation mm. aired it, and um, Ross Coulthard's doing an amazing job. He's been leading the charge in uh, the world in uh, ufology, you know, UFO reporting. And he's got a uh, good podcast called Need to Know as well that's, you know, talking about all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, I send you what – like if I get something, there's like a crew of people. I'll just like send, 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 send. And, you know, because yeah. I don't want to find a friend that goes, oh, come on. And then I can't be friends with that person <laughs> anymore. So, you know. Yeah, but, no, you don't. You don't need that. You don't need that kind of negativity and hatred in your life, sir. That's, I do not. We're, we're past that now. I like what I like. <laughs> you don't have to like it, but don't tell me it sucks. You know, and then we can we can get along. You know, just I'm 50. I don't have much left. Come on, just let. I like my things. I like my wrestling. I like my comedy. I like music. Mm-hmm. I like video games. I got the new uh, MLB of the show. By the way, uh, it was pretty good, and uh, I'm digging that. Yeah, Even yeah. The, even though it's for like, not to get off the UFO thing, but I've been playing uh, MLB the show for like forever. But I'll play like a couple years in a row, and I won't get the new one. And then they made it to where like, if you, my main thing on there is MLB uh, Road to the Show, where you create yourself and you go through. So I was like having this monster fucking career, and I waited too many. Like if you go from like. Like say MLB the show nineteen to like twenty one, you can carry that shit over. But I've been waiting for two thousand twenty three, so now I got to start all the fuck over again. I'm back in the the minor uh, leagues with the, with the with the Reading Fighting Phils. So, but uh, yeah, that's been my new thing. UFO MLB the show, UFOs, ghosts, uh, Madden kind of sucks, yeah. but you know we gonna do and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my life. That's I've heard my life. that though. Yeah. I've heard that Madden is kind of the. Sh- I've heard that Madden is kind of the shits. My brother Matt from Dover talks about it a lot, where he's just like, "This is why do we need to have a new game every year?" And I think we mentioned this on a couple weeks ago too. Like, you could just easily do like a, like a downloadable pack. Where it's like, okay, well now you're 
your rosters are updated and you know, the game engine is is the same. But uh, no, I agree, dude. I think like one of the hardest things recently for me has been like the fact that people just shit on stuff. You know, like it just like that. It just feels unnecessarily like negative, and I, I don't like that. You know, I I, I like the things. Um, if it's not something I'm necessarily interested in, I think that I'm finding as I get older that people who are sort of gravitating towards being a dick about uh-huh. things that I enjoy or like still, you know, like I had a, I had a situation the other day um, where something like that happened. And it was like, I don't I, like I don't have time for this. You know, like I want to yeah. be surrounded by positivity. I want to be surrounded by things that I enjoy, people that I want to spend time with. I don't I, I don't need you to judge something that I like because you think it's corny or weird. Like, I, I don't like that. Um, so I, I agree with you there, but I, I don't know, man. I just, I want to, I want things to be positive. Man. Yeah. So much same. shitty things going on all the time. I, I see people on their social media feeds and it's always like, I'm going to say this thing to uh, cause an argument or, Oh man, I'm just trying to, trying to have a lively debate for what are you running for office? Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> Let's just focus on the things we get along with, and uh, let's do that. Hey, <clears throat> speaking of video games, uh, yeah. I'm on the ground floor of something that's uh, pretty cool right now. Uh, there's a video game in development called Ultra Pro Wrestling. Uh, if you want to look into it, go to ultraprowrestling.com. Um, it, it's a game that's been in development for a little bit. Uh, a guy named Sam Valley is working with uh, our fr- friend of the show, Hal Haney. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is uh, if you if put it this way, if you like you know WCW Revenge, if you like WrestleMania 2000, if you like No Mercy, then you're going to love Ultra Pro Wrestling. Um, they uh, reached out to me about joining the game. I can't. So far, it's me, uh, Raf. I'm trying to. Who else did they announce that I don't want to blow the cover? So I know the other guys. <laughs> I know the other guys that they've asked to do it. But uh, what the game is going to be is it's going to be along the lines of No Mercy. Uh, but what uh, Hal Haney has done is created a whole roster of his own wrestlers, like their own AI, like their own uh, not AI uh, intellectual pro- their own IP. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, if you follow Hal on social media, go to Hal Haney Art on all social media. He's been posting photos of his created characters. So they're going to have this game full of his created characters. But, oh, they've gotten, uh, they announced Chris Candido for the game as well, which is awesome. It'll be cool. Oh, now. nice. Yeah. Awesome. They reached out to Johnny uh, Candido and got Chris in the game. Um, but they're going to have their, it's going to be a game. And, and the, the whole Madden thing reminded me of this because, Madden, you could just put out the game and then every year just sell the rosters for 20 bucks and just update the game you're playing. <laughs> so, what, and that's kind of what they're doing with Ultra Pro Wrestling, where like you buy the game, you can't, it comes with the, uh, their IP, you know, their creative wrestlers, but then there's freelance wrestlers, which would be myself, Raph, uh, Chris Candido, and a bunch of cool fucking, Wrestlers that you got lined up for this thing that I, I can't wait. I think they're going to make an announcement every like two weeks of who they've added. So, uh, but go to ultraprowrestling.com. Uh, 
follow their YouTube. Uh, Sam Valley does uh, developer developer live streams every two weeks where he takes live mm. questions from people on where the game is at, and he's very upfront and very uh, transparent on where the game is. And I've been fortunate enough to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and uh, I have such a nerd boner for this game. They, uh, on their YouTube, they, they posted, <laughs> like, they're, they're going to have, like, their versions of well-known arenas without calling them that. Like, so <clears throat> I saw their, what they're going to do with their version of the uh, Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie. Oh man, and fucking awesome! So, uh, look out for that Ultra Pro Wrestling. Uh, let me see, what is their Twitter? I'm, I'm. Uh, so Ultra Pro Wrestling, so UPW video game at on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, I, if it's all right, I'm going to show this to the Pod Squad. Which, if you're not seeing this, you should go right now to Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Media and sign up. But this is how. Hanny's art here of our dear friend Blue. Yeah. Uh, which this, I mean, listen, like how Hanny's stuff is incredible. He's like, amazing. I've been following him for as long as I can remember now. And every time he puts something on, I'm like, man, that dude just so fucking good. This design is, I mean, just second to none, pal. Like, just an incredible job. Yeah. And um, uh, I think we should, we don't really do guests, but uh, I'd love to get Hal on here and just a bullshit. Uh, me and him, I t- I've been talking to this guy for years and like, we just called, cold called each other the other day. I was like, ah, oh, good to hear your voice. Ah, oh, good to hear your why well, He goes, I know your voice because I watch interviews, but, uh, you know, thank you. You know, so, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how's great. We got to get him on a show. Uh, for sure. I for think sure. he would like, he, I think he could hang with our, you know, style of conversation. So he, he he's a good dude. Uh, but yeah, go, you, was it UPW video game? Like, yeah, UPW video game on Twitter. Yes, your your memory, your so your recall is way better than mine. So uh, yes, and uh, ultraprowrestling dot com. Um, they release these cartoon images. Hal does, but then like I've been seeing some of the three D modeling that they're doing for this game, and mm-hmm. it's fan fucking tastic. And, uh, you know, you know, uh, and shout out to, uh, the folks who did Retromania, uh, wrestling, the game I did, you know, a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, I had offers to do video games and, uh, it just didn't feel right because I wanted to be loyal to, uh, Retromania, you know, Mike Herman, uh, and, uh, Mike Archer, who I worked with in, uh, WWE, he, uh, did a lot of the, vid- uh, WWE licensing and stuff like that. And I reached out to Mike Archer. I was like, hey, man, I got this opportunity. Uh, is it cool? I mean, has, has there been enough time? Can I uh, do this next project? I don't want to disrespect, you know, Retromania. He's like, meaning we can we can never get away in a way of, you know, everything you've done for I'm, It sounds like I'm fucking, I'm so used to people bullshitting and saying, oh, the, he said, oh, you did this. No, but Mike Archer said, yeah. uh, hey, you know, we we cannot uh, good conscience stand your way. You know, go do this thing, and you know, I still love Retromania wrestling. I still promote it, and uh, but you know, this is a different game too. Uh, Retromania was like two D, a two D game, which was like a tribute to WrestleFest. This will be like a three D ish game, well, three D game. 
dedicated to uh, like a spiritual successor to No Mercy. So if you love that shit, yeah. you'll 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 love this. So uh, and I'm very fortunate to be on board with it. At this, at this, like they did a crowdfunding thing and they surpassed it. So it's a, it's allowing them to you know reach out to you know legends and talent and stuff like that. So I'm I'm super fucking stoked. Mimi. Yes, sir. Cannonballs. Cannonballs. This summer, it's not about the size of those cannonballs. It's about making a splash with our friends at Manscaped. Prep for barbecue season by making sure your grill master has the hottest dogs the summer's ever seen. When you're at the cookout, let the meat speak for itself with Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. It's time to get ready and not sweaty, Mimi. By going to manscaped.com right now and using promo code MINDMEANY for 20% off, plus free shipping. And Meanie, I got to tell you, uh, you know, you use some of them uh, generic store brand razors to uh, uh, trim Little John and the East Side Boys. And uh, you're going to get you're going to get some nicks, you're going to get some cuts and you're going to get some scrapes. I got to tell you, man, using the Manscaped products, the Performance Package 4.0 has helped my confidence, not only uh, looking at myself in the mirror, but also with Mrs. Goober. If you know what I'm talking about, the uh, Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to guarantee you'll have the most mouthwatering treats at the party. They have even built the ultimate bundle for your summer grooming. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower has a 7,000 RPM motor, meaning I don't know if you know all this, but it also has a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock so you don't get any uncomfortable buzzing in your luggage. And it gives you the ability to turn off the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave if you're like me in the shower at 4.30. Did I mention, meaning that this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, pool, or shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Let me tell you something, sir. Uh, it is summertime, and I like to go in the pool. And speaking of cannonballs, I like to moisturize my cannonballs with the crop preserver ball deodorant. After uh, I put on a comfortable pair of the Manscaped boxers, these are the most comfortable boxer shorts I have ever worn in my life, and I love them. I'm wearing them right now. No shit, I legitimately am wearing them, and they are so comfortable. They're soft. They're breathable. They give me extra room for little John of the East Side Boys. And you'll get a set of Manscaped boxers and the Shed Travel Bag inside of the Performance Package 4.0 as a free gift. Uh, now, wearing sandals with some nasty toenails uh, is nasty during the summer months. Looks like you're going to jump into the water and catch trout. Uh, the good news is that uh, they added in something new, the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming set, uh, which includes stainless steel nail, nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors. And as a treat, you should add in the crop mops to your order, a moist towelette specifically for your beach balls, meaning it's the best midday refresher to stop your popsicle from melting. So go ahead right now, meaning where can they go right now? Go to manscaped.com and save 20% when you use our coupon code MINDMEANIE. That's 20% off plus free shipping by using promo code MINDMEANIE at manscaped.com. Manscaped, the perfect way to get your patty sizzling hot this summer. And we want to thank them, as always, for sponsoring the program. I'm looking forward to this going to come to life. I've been following. I think if I recall correctly, I've noticed that Hal has been, over the course of a, a little bit, he's been posting these characters uh, yeah. that he designed himself. I, I, I just connected in my head when you said that. I was like, oh, shit. 
And Machete said something in the chat here too about how great they look. And I was like, wow, this is a very unique, inventive, like super cool uh, gimmick. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Um, so again, don't forget to follow them, UPW Video Game. And I would love to have Hal on the show just to pick his brain about, yeah. you know, just the art, art in general, like where I have a photographic eye, but I, I can't draw shit. So I love being able to sort of pick that part and, and, and talk to him about that. But I, um, I, I couldn't draw, hun- I couldn't draw bees with honey, you know, just, uh, you know, just, <laughs> I couldn't draw, I couldn't draw flies if you dipped me in shit. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> and that's why I admire yeah, dude. his artistic ability. No. But, uh, oh, uh, yeah, he's little, got, so, like, this drops on Monday. Uh, uh-huh. as we're talking, spoiler alert, Friday night, eight, Friday night. July 14th, 2023, 8.30. Uh, I will be at StarCast with Hal Haney. Uh, the, the upcoming StarCast in Chicago. So me and Hal will be there uh, promoting Hal stuff, me promote myself, but most importantly, uh, promoting uh, Ultra Pro Wrestling. So if you're going to StarCast, uh, come by and say hello to the blue guy. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Make sure we we amplify that on our social media pages as that starts to unfold there. Starcast is a wonderful event. Yeah. Um, uh, looking forward to seeing that. Um, I, I love all of the, I, not to go, I mean, I'd love to go back and talk about paranormal and alien stuff all day, but looking in the chat here, everybody is like, you know, how, oh, it was the, uh, you know, I love, want to believe and, you know, I love paranormal stuff. Just cool. Like I said, it's like, it's mainstream now, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's really exciting to see these things. Um, stuff I kind of was back and forth on for a while, you know, like I'm a, again, a realist, but I, I think, did I ever tell you the story about what happened to me at the, um, the Penner's Asylum a couple, probably about 10, 11 years ago when I was in college? Uh, you, if you did, uh, forgive me, uh, but for those who haven't <laughs> heard it on the podcast, uh, let's refresh them. That sounds good. So I was, um, so in college, I, uh, college radio, um, 91.7 WCOR Westchester, the curve. And we had, uh, an opportunity to do a lot of really cool things. Like, you know, we had a bunch, like a bunch of like profile interviews and a lot of the local places in like Chester and Delaware County sort of reaching out to us to do events. So we got to do this event. We got to do this like, uh, late night private tour of the Pennhurst Asylum. Awesome. And, it was super dope. Like it was, and we got to go and access areas that are not accessible to the public. So we got to go to like a lot of the infirmaries and like some of the medical wards and like a lot of these different areas, like the bunk beds and stuff. And a lot of the stuff is still in this place. And we were recording. So we had a bunch of, you know, recording equipment, our phones and we had a couple of guys had video cameras and stuff. And, and the footage still exists somewhere. I don't, it used to be on YouTube. I don't know where it's at anymore, but, um, a lot of the equipment, Probably we were probably like into the first hour and a lot of the equipment started to get sketchy. Like it would, it would like our phones would beep or the video camera. Like you would see, like you have one of them flip out Jones on the front on the side here yeah. and the footage would like, it would flash, it would flash white. And when we went to play it back, it would like slow down and it would pull back and it would come in and it was pulled back and it would like, it was like real janky. Right. So a bunch of us, we took like different directions. There was two video recorders. So we were like, all right, well, half of us are going to go this way and the other half are going to go the other way. And so we walked down this long hallway up on the top floor. Uh, it was me and Jake Summers and a couple of, it was like two or three other of us. And we're walking to the end of the hallway. And it goes, it's like this opening. 
and there's like this real narrow staircase that like kind of goes down and this is real weird space. Right. And I'm feeling like super weird, right? right. Like it's cold up there. Like it's, and, it, and it's not that cold, right? It was like that maybe the end of September, early October. It yeah. ain't that cold out. Yeah. And, um, I got this weird, like chill, you know, like imagine like you're in, like your foot goes numb and your entire body feels like that. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden we started to hear this loud rumbling. I'll never forget it. It sounded like, um, it sounded like a locomotive coming at us, but it sounded like rubble. So I was like, yo, fucking book, right? So we took off running down the hallway because I thought the, the ceiling was coming down. And we're running and we run into the group. We're screaming, we're like, what the fuck is going on? You know, so we walk back there and they're like, what the fuck was that all about? Right. right. And like we heard at the same time, like I heard people like I heard like the wall pounding. Right. And if they were on the other side, like we were if it was like a big C, we we were here and they were here and there was no way we would have been able to hear it. And it was like the craziest experience of my life. And a lot of the footage, like the sound was off. Um, there was at least 30 minutes of what we did that was completely missing from the wow. tape. It was crazy, man. Um, and it was just like this very unique experience where we were like, wow, this is really, this is really something, you know, like this is, this is, um, it, it was, it sort of changed my perception in some ways about the paranormal stuff because, um, Again, being a, a skeptical person, I was like, well, you know, maybe I don't know. It's not that I wasn't interested in it. It was just like, well, you know, I, I don't know how that works kind of thing. Um, but after that, I was like something, something crazy happened in this place, you know, <laughs> like something, something very bizarre that I can't explain. Um, and it was just a, just a really crazy night, but also a cool night to be able to go and experience that, um, you know, kind of in real time. But that's awesome. Um, yeah, not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, dude. I wish well, I awesome for me. Uh, I wish I could find the video footage. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like looking back on it, it's cool. I know that um, every it used to be for a while they did a they did a spot with us on the Travel Channel, um, which is like it was sort of the same thing, right? Like somehow we got linked up with the Travel Channel, and um, it was a Halloween creepier, Halloween scarier, something like that, where they went to all these different haunted places. And you, I'm in, like, they interview me, and you can see me just, like, screaming. <laughs> the the Island, they do a great job over there every year with their with their scare fest and stuff. Like, yeah. their, their haunted house attractions, It's they do an incredible job. And it is scary as shit, and I got the shit scared at me. And it was like, you know, like, it was just watching me scream on the on the video is, is hilarious. But um, so every year I would get I would get texts from people like, oh, dude, I saw you on the Travel Channel. Did you know you were on there this year? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, I was there. You know, That's awesome. If I was there, so no, it's cool, man. I, if it's, um, I wish we could do something like that again. I'm sure the, the two of us, we could, we could probably finagle our way into, you know, going into some of those spaces if you were interested. But man, it was. I mean, not, we not we had in the moment. We we had the East, uh, right here in Philly. We had the Easter State Penitentiary, which uh, I mm. did a uh, ghost. I was a guest ghost investigator with uh, my friend Amy Bruni from who's a originally from ghost hunters and uh adam, mm. amy bruni adam berry from uh originally from ghost hunters they now have a show on a travel channel called kindred spirits and uh and they invited me to do uh like be a special guest ghost hunter on uh at the eastern 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 state penitentiary and uh i was pretty cool to be there like that's awesome. In the building where it's just you guys and the people who work there. And, you know, you know, get, you know, I, they, uh, 
like assign certain people to certain wings. So a group would go around to this wing for a little bit. They would go to Amy's wing for a little bit, Adam's wing. Because like Easter State Penitentiary is like this huge pinwheel. There's the center. Yeah. And then it just shoots out. So, like, if you're a guard, you could stand in the middle and, like, look down each hallway. And they kind of, yeah. like, a, lo a lot of prisons, a lot of penitentiaries modeled themselves after Eastern State. And uh, But if you go in the daytime, it's awesome, too. Uh, they have a guided tour where you just get the headphones and Steve Buscemi does the uh, guided tour. Where oh, no shit. You go up to a, you go up to a sign that says hit button, such a, you know, hit this button. And then he'll tell you all about that part of the prison stuff. But uh, when we did the ghost tour, I, I was in charge of uh, death row. So I got to uh, oh. sit, sit in death row. Me and Mrs. Meany sat in death row all night. And uh, it was interesting. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't yeah, have anything uh, sure. too crazy happen. Um, some guys had, uh, I forget what those, the uh, meters to pick up like, uh, Electric magnetic fields and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, some people got a little bit of bits mm. on that. Yeah, like stuff the like that. Yeah, but uh, it was cool to be asked to do that. It was fun to do it, and uh, you know, just something to be able be cool enough to say, yeah, I got to be a ghost hunter with the ghost hunters. You know, <laughs> that is pretty. That is pretty cool, though. Now, I'd, I'd be interested to sit in the. I, it's something I don't know. Maybe it's more morbid for me, but like I would just be interested to sit in that space just to occupy it, just to be like, okay, this is. You know, like, I know nothing's going to happen, like, yeah. as far as, like, me getting, you know, on death row or anything. But, like, just to sit in that – to occupy that area where, like, so many people probably sat for the last couple minutes. And yeah. I don't know. That is that's that is pretty cool, man. That is a uh, – that's a pretty cool experience. Machete is saying in the group chat she wants us to come to northern Michigan, which I've never been to Michigan. I would love to go. Um, I'll take you out to – and I'm probably going to butcher this. I'm sorry. But it says Pear Cheney. It's a legit ghost town. We've seen and heard some unreal stuff out there. Awesome. Calm down. I've been, Calm down. Uh, when I first started my career, uh, it was in like, like uh, we went up to the Upper Peninsula for like a couple shows. I forget where it was, but and don't, I think the, the furthest north I went, I can remember, was maybe Port Huron, been to Flint, Michigan. But then we drove up the Upper Peninsula, which just felt like forever. <laughs> But it was cool, you know, and <laughs> hey, I, I was a kid just like learning to wrestle and you go to a show in uh, the Upper Peninsula in Michigan and you're watching Sabu wrestle two cold Scorpio in front of like 20 people. And it's like, huh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I would uh, I would absolutely, absolutely love to go to that and check it out and experience that. Machete, we'll talk offline about that. But Mini, I have a, uh, a question for you, sir, if I may. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, sorry. <laughs> that was weak. I apologize. Are you ready? Hey, listen, I got some seltzer coming, so you know they're going to be coming in hot and ready, sir. Yes. Uh, but the next part of this hot and ready thing is: Are you ready to ask me? I would love to. Ask me something. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag Ask Me, and you may hear them on the program. I'm going to jump into Pod Squad questions real fast because we got some paranormal I, stuff. Which I, I love it. Love guys, if, and love it. Else. Bring it. If you have questions about, bring it, all your alien questions, all your extraterrestrial questions, your paranormal stuff. Like I love talking about this, and I know Meanie does too. So, uh, Travis, hey now, hey uh, now, says, have you watched? 
Have you watched the documentary Hunt for the Skinwalker? Have you ever been to the uh, Unita Basin there? I don't know if I said that right. U-I-N-T-A Basin. Dude, I've watched most of the Skinwalker Ranch documentaries and uh, fantastic, all of them. Uh, I, I don't know if it's still owned by Robert Bigelow, who is a uh, billionaire mm. who uh, I just saw an interview with uh, James E. Fox, who does all these uh, documentaries on uh, UFOs. He's like, yeah, Robert Bigelow is like one of the few people, you know, billionaires who gets access to all this technology for the government. It's like weird. He's got like armed guards with him all time. And he owned the Skinwalker Ranch where it's supposed to be like a hotbed for lights in the sky, paranormal stuff, stuff like that. So if you, if, if you ever get a chance to watch any kind of Skinwalker Ranch document, and the Skinwalker Ranch was also a hot top, a hot button, top, well, not a hot button. It was a hot topic on uh, the Art Bell show as well. But mm. uh, I have, I, I've seen most of the documentaries, but I've never been to that area. And uh, I'm, I'm I probably should change that at some point. I definitely want to go to, you know, Roswell and stuff like that, but I have not been there yet. Pod Squad member Jeffrey Mitchell's got another question for us, Pro Wrestling one today. Do you think Pro Wrestling is missing out by not using developmental talent on TV like they did in the, quote, old days? I used to love seeing random wrestlers pop up. I also loved me a good squash Squash match on occasion. Well, I don't think they would want to put a developmental guy on TV just to kind of like squash him. But like, I remember back in the day when like CM Punk was part of Cena's entrance and stuff like that. And Ashley mm -hmm. and Sasha were part of Triple H's entrance, which, you know, you watch all these documentaries now and the people who've been called up and they take a look back to see, you know, how long, how far they've come and. It's kind of cool to go back in time and see the, the, the younger versions of the, the superstars, how they came up. But you, you never really want to – I mean, I'm sure eventually everybody comes through and does and does like a, a couple squash matches here and there. Like uh, when Moxley uh, came in and did some TVs and stuff like that and they flashed back to, you know, that – you know, before he was Dean Ambrose and stuff like that. Um I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it could it could be good, but uh, I always tell younger talent, you know, if you're going to if you want to be a wrestler, you want to do your own thing. Also, protect yourself by going out and get like get like jobber trunks, get drop jobber boots. Like if you have a certain look and you have a certain design to your stuff, but you want to go and do TVs. Just get like the plainest, blandest gear you can have. So like later on when you go back to the Indies and people are like, Hey, were you on TV? No, no. See, my gear's, you know, all different, you know, <laughs> like that, you know, but I guess they could benefit from it just to get the experience of working with talent, but everything, everything is so scrutinized now and under, uh, the, like, you know, back in the day, you know, and, on the network somewhere, there's, you know, footage of Hexall Jim Duggan doing job or work. But, mm -hmm. and then when he came back around, nobody went, oh, there's that guy who was a jobber a couple of years ago for WWE. But now, like, if you go out and do jobs 
TV and you get you get that you know scarlet letter the scarlet J put on you for job or you know just uh yeah it it can be a good thing but it can also be a hindrance in in the same uh same breath I uh I had to stop real fast because I forgot my seltzer it's oh. not a seltzer it's a soda so I forgot to crack it do you have one today sir I have a polar orange vanilla I have a Zevia Cherry Cola here, uh, which they've changed the branding on the front, which I'm not really sure why they did that because I thought it looked good beforehand. But yeah. let's Sandman these bitches in three, two, one. There she is. There we go. Hmm. Think he's up, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. It's good I, shit. I forgot to put it in the fridge. It's warm. <laughs> oh, man. I got some good burps coming, I promise. A uh, friend of the show, RJ Krasinski, wants to know nice. if there were to be additional. What's up, RJ? What's going what on? Up, RJ? Thank you for the thank you for the question, my dude. Um, if there were to be additional referees inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, who do you guys think should be inducted and why? Well, right off the bat, Dick Worley. He was like mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I was growing up, Dick Worley took no shit. You know, he was just he looked like he looked like a former boxer. He looked like a badass. So when he was admonishing people, uh, he looked like he could fucking you know he meant that shit. Dick Worley, yeah. uh, Dick Kroll, uh, Dick Kroll, fucking sweetheart of a guy. I haven't seen him in ages. I hope he's doing well. Um, now that I said that, I probably jinxed him. Um, mm. But like he was a. Uh, a referee for the long, I mean, he refed back when Bruno was wrestling. Then I would always see him, you know, see him on shows. Um, Dick Kroll, Dick Worley, and uh, Joey Morella. Yeah. Joey Morella, yeah. I mean, he was, he was their Earl Hebner before Earl Hebner. Earl always did like the big money matches. Joey Morella was the guy, referee who was doing all the big money matches, you know. Mm-hmm. For the pay per views, yep. like he did Hogan Andre WrestleMania three, you know. So right like the back iconic, then, iconic photos from that show with him. Yeah, absolutely. So those, yeah, Dick Kroll, Dick Worley, and Joey Morello would be my three referees to go in ASAP. Yeah, I would say maybe I'll go maybe more of the modern approach. Um, Mike Kyoto is the first name that pops yeah. to mind for me. Yep. Um, I think that out of anybody in the modern era, um, with the, you know, with the exception of Tim White, who's already in the Hall of Fame, um, um, Kyoto seems like the right choice. Kyoto yeah. seems like a slam dunk, right? Like I, oh, yeah. I can't imagine anybody else being in that role besides, or it, you know, being honored for all of, I mean, you know, he, he, after Hebner left, he was the guy, right? Yeah. Like he became the main deal. Um, Nick Patrick is a name that sticks out to me yeah. as well. Um, yeah. and I think for his contributions with the NWO storyline, I mean, yeah. he was a huge part of that. Yeah. Um, ref, I mean, you know, they, like Hebner did that. They did the double Hebner thing back in the eighties, but I don't think it necessarily was as heelish as the way the NWO was. I think it was, a, I think it was a modern spin on like a classic story, yeah. the way that he was kind of becoming that, that person. Um, I mean, as much as I'd like to say Earl Hebner, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Um, I think it would be cool to see him honored in some way because he does represent a really large part of wrestling history inside that company. I, um, I, I think enough time has passed that the people who whoever he had a beef with, which 
I believe was Johnny Ace. Yeah. I think uh, that time, enough time has passed, and I, I'm sure that more people have done worse things than Earl Hebner, which well, if, I, if, I'm le- well, if I'm led to believe, Earl really didn't do anything wrong. But it just mm-hmm. it was like more of a budgetary thing and, you know, oh, look what he's doing. Ah, let's cut him, you know, so. Right, right, and got a bad rap on it. That's, yeah. That's, um, so, yeah, maybe, you know what, then fuck it. I'll say Earl Hebner, Mike Kyoto. And Nick Patrick, uh, Travis in the group here said Jimmy Corderas. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah. I think, oh my gosh, dude, dude, uh, Vanessa just said too. Thank you, Vanessa. Charles Robinson. Yeah. Is, I mean, there's so many, there's so many deserving referees that I feel like, you know, there's a way, and you can speak to this better, but I feel like there's a, there's a way that the rep, that, a, that a good and a great referee makes himself almost invisible, yeah. but in a way that they're still visible, right? And pro wrestling people, I feel like, understand that when you're a fan of, of wrestling or if you've been in the wrestling business, you understand that dynamic where it's like they're there, but they're not really there, and they're helping to tell that story. And I think, you know, Charles Robinson and, and, and all the people, all the folks that we mentioned definitely definitely meet that criteria. So hopefully we see more coming up soon. Oh, absolutely. You know, WrestleMania 40 is coming up, so I hope that when you're standing on the stage, <laughs> your, uh, your induction, that you'll be surrounded by some referees. But yeah, Mark and Dryden wants to know hashtag Mania 40. Uh, what do you guys think about all the new safety protocols in AEW? A hot topic the past couple of days. I am uh, unaware, so please uh, educate me. I will do that. Give me one second. I'm going to pull them up right now. So it sounds like, from what I understand. Um, there are new protocols that took place uh, during the negotiations of uh, the new contracts with Warner. A lot of it is like, uh, I guess, the term is what they call seizure selling. Um, and I think no unprotected chair shots to the head. Um, there are specific, uh, let me see here, i it up right now. Excuse me, there we go. Yeah, no unprotected chair shots to the back of the head. This is all broken by Fightful Select uh, early Thursday. Um, buckle bombs are another thing that are uh, banned. In Good, there. I hate them. Um, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Never have been, never will be. Um, it can no longer spit, which I feel like that. That should be day I one. Mean, I guess it's. Uh, yeah. Um, what else here? Uh, they can't touch the fans. Um let me see here. First of the moves, unprotected chair shots to the head, which, again, that should be a day one thing at this point. Yeah. Like, no one should be – in 2023, no one should be doing that. Yeah. Um, buckle bombs into the turnbuckle. Uh, let me see. Fencing response, seizure cells is what they call that. Um, no longer spit. No longer allowed to lead in the crowd. And they can't take weapons or projectiles into the crowd. They can't physically interact with the fan. Um uh, and they can still bleed. They can still, you know, they can they can you know gig if they need to um, bleed amongst so, yeah, yourselves. Those are those are a handful of them. Yeah, just yeah. bleed, bleed those amongst are a handful yourselves. of things that they <laughs> handful of things that they said that are uh, are no longer allowed uh, in the AEW stratosphere. So, what are your thoughts on that? It's, it's uh, long overdue, and it, it just should be common sense anyway. I hate the buckle bomb uh, just because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lack of control there. You're not, you're taking away the control, of the bump away from the guy. You know, you know, if you do a power bomb, the guy can, you know, disperse the uh, impact. You know, when you take a bump, there's ways to disperse the impact of you hitting the mat. 
taking that buncle bomb, if you hit like one, if you don't, the whole point of taking a bump is to hit everything flat at the same time. So if you hit the top turnbuckle and then the second turnbuckle, that's just doing un, un, you know, an unimaginable damage. You know, we saw what happened with Sting when he took the buckle bomb. Right. You know, so I, I would not, look what happened to Finn Balor when he took the buckle bomb on the, on the floor, you know, dis, dislocated his shoulder, you know, when he won the universal title, you know, right. not a fan of that move. I, I, I applaud all of those, um, those guys, those steps, but, uh, yeah, some of them are just should have been day one ones as well, you know. Hmm. I, I agree. I think I think watching back, watching that Seth Rollins and Sting match, watching it back, I was just I and I just remember being like, "There, why is this move in the arsenal?" Yeah, you know, it just feels unnecessarily dangerous. And again, yeah. I, I'm just a guy who watches wrestling. Right? I've never been in the ring, um, and I'm, I know that that Seth and, and I don't mean to say anything negative about Seth or Sting because that's not what I'm saying. I just feel like that move is just so. There's no way to really protect yourself, right? And you no. said it just a minute ago. Like, there's no way to stop anything from happening. And Sting almost broke his neck. Like, he almost stopped walking. Like, there's a whip. There's a whiplash to it. Yeah, and, it, and it's just yeah. That, that, that buckle. I'm, but believe it. Yeah, all oh, there's padding. Yeah, it still fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, sure yeah. it still looks painful. And and then to do it on the outside too, not a chance. Yeah. Uh, and our friend. Uh, with the last question of the program, Primetime Grape wants to know, <laughs> Juice Dependence Day is his name right now. The year is 2076, and a documentary about the podcast, and both of your careers are shown in theaters for one week only. Huh? Oh, God. That's, that's um, generous. Yeah, I would, I would love that. Uh, it also features vibrating seats for every fart, along with smell vision for the authentic experience. Uh, is this a good idea? Or a bad idea. I mean, what was that movie? This the new uh, what was it the new Avatar movie that came out that had like uh, <laughs> vibrating seats and all. I forget, I forget which one movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, well, make sure just people sign a waiver. You know. Right. You know. There's. Uh, I was watching the video on the, the doc, like people talk about the uh, the the aliens, like the, the crash. Uh, somebody was talking about the uh, the alien documentary that I'm, I want to watch Moment of Contact and they're like the aliens kind of like emit, emote it as smell kind of like a skunk would it's kind of like ward you off and I was like sounds like a fucking challenge to me uh, so <laughs> so somebody was kind enough to uh <laughs> do a documentary on this podcast that would be more than 20 minutes long and mm-hmm. being a theater for a week that's that's high flattery right there but uh yeah just make sure people sign a waiver you know yeah listen i was gonna say you you've all you've all listened to the show and the pod squad has watched the show meanie farts into his microphone and then sits down in it and immediately regrets it so every imagine time being Imagine being in the studio or in the movie theater and getting that smell. He stopped the fucking concert for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like that's not we're not doing this. Yeah. I would stop no, it. I, mean, it would be- I would I would stop it intergalactic fucking invasion. You know? <laughs> they probably see it as a peace offering. If the smell was that yeah. potent, they uh, may see it as a as a peace offering. They would go friend. <laughs> 
Well, Minnie, my friend, I am so glad to do this program with yes, you sir. each and every week, sir. Likewise. And we thank you all for these questions as well. Again, don't forget to tweet us using the hashtag AskMimi, and you may hear them on the show uh, each week. And I want to thank the PodBot again. Y'all have been popping off here tonight. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Mimi, where can everyone keep up with you uh, outside of the program and on social media? If you would like to follow follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and now Threads at Blue Meanie BWL. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, Colin Elbow, the wrestling brand, go to ColinElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code MEANIE or use coupon code MIND and save 10%. Uh, shout out to Rod Hicks over there at ColinElbowBrand.com. MadCatBeerCare.com. Go over there for the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Bomb. Shout out to Josh Thornton doing an amazing job over there taking care of the kitty cats. Every penny you spend over at MadCatBeerCare.com goes to take care of the kitties. If you're a cat lover like myself, cat lover like myself, go to uh, MadCatBeerCare.com. The Figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestler Series 1 variants of the Blue Meanie are available now. All Series 1 uh, can be ordered right now at shop.figurecollections.com. Again, that's shop.figurecollections.com. To have the Blue Mini on your podcast, go to podstars.net, P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z.net. To have the Blue Mini on your podcast. Shout out to Jim Nielsen, my boy Jim over at glaciersofice.com. Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. That's a lot of work. Uh, if you want to see these awesome sneakers, follow Jim on social media at GOI Kicks. That's all forms of social media at GOI Kicks. Cameo.com slash Blue Media WO for birthdays, holidays, and well wishes. Uh, let's try to make somebody's day a little bit better over there at Cameo.com slash Blue Media. BWO. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you, sir? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and also on Threads now. Uh, officially, this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand pal. Feel free to follow. First day with a new mouth, too. Yes. Feel free to follow me and say hello. Don't forget to check out my other program, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Uh, lots of great stuff in there uh, coming up. I did an incredible conversation with uh, WrestleTalk.com writer Amanda Savage, where we went through um, the she's also a therapist and a social worker, and we went through all of the uh, diagnoses implications uh, in regards to the bloodline. Uh, and the episode's called "The Redemption of Main Event Jay Uso." It's an absolutely fantastic episode. I highly recommend you going out of your way to check it out uh, at FoundationRadio.net. Uh, also, Mimi, um, we are still completely sold out uh, of the ones on hand that I have. The Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddies are completely sold out here. The only place you can get them right now, very limited quantities left brothersgatter.com the very first wrestle buddy with yours truly on it there um they're uh, only 25 made uh, and there's only 25 in existence so once they're out they're out 
You can also stop over there and get yourself a uh, Blue Meanie Wrestle Buddy. And Meanie, I'll have you know, you can also get a two-pack. That's right, two-pack, two-pack of the Mind of the Meanie guys here. And you can have your own set so you can sit and stare at us while we record and stare at us while we record. So go to brothersgatter.com and pick yourself up one today. Go to thefeinbergmethod.com and use promo code Goober and save up to 20% on your entire purchase. Brad Feinberg, my trainer, uh, promotes not just physical well-being, but also mental well-being as well. So thefeinbergmethod.com. Tenth Ward Barbershop, my homies out there in Lawrenceville. Where is that? Here we go. On the outskirts of Pittsburgh, you want to go to 10thwardbarbershop.com. And right now, you can actually go and vote for them to be the best barbershop in Pittsburgh uh, in their best of PGH 2023 awards. So you want to go to pghcitypaper.com and throw Kane and Jordan and the rest of the team over there at the 10th Ward Barbershop. Your vote. Voting ends on July 30th, so you can vote now and tell your friends to vote for them because they're fucking great. 10thwardbarbershop.com. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and keep the lights on and hopefully the air conditioning at Casa de Meanie <laughs> and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Again, you can join us here starting at just $10 and you can join us and watch us record each and every week. We want to thank our sponsors, Manscaped, this week. Uh, for sponsoring the program and Meanie, we want to thank you for doing this show. I appreciate you, kind sir. And, and I you, sir. Thank you very much. And the pod squad as well. For the Blue Mini, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind of the Mini. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out.